Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Abbey Normal. So today we're going to be playing a fun little game. Mm-hmm. But before we do, do you want to say anything? First of all, you didn't do your usual intro like this is another episode of the Abbey Normal podcast. I'm I your host d- Colin Bohr oh, and I I'm Aaliyah. No, you didn't. Oh, I didn't? No. Oh, well. I, I deleted it all, remember? Oh, well, this is another episode of the Abbey Normal podcast. I'm your host Colin. And I'm Aaliyah. What's anyway. Going on? <laughs> are we having another glitch this week? Another Mitch McConnell? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because, real talk, I thought that guy was, like, pissing himself during that speech when that happened. Like, everybody's like, oh, he had a stroke or he had, like, a silent seizure. And I'm like, those two things are possible, but I was legit sitting there watching that press conference and I was waiting for somebody around him to, like, try to usher him off or say anything like, Oh, God, he's urinating. So well, let's get him out here right well, now. Well, they did push him out. Uh, they did walk him off the uh, podium. They, yeah, they kind of, like, shuffled him off to the side and then brought him back a few minutes later, only for a reporter to ask if what happened was a result from the concussion he had suffered from, I think, earlier this year or late last year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when, but, yeah, it was kind of weird. And it just, again, is one of those... I feel like it was. It's one of those instances that raises the question again, like, should elderly people continue to serve as politicians? What um, do you think, Colin? Well, as long as they got the right mindset and they can move around and they can function, yeah, maybe. But if they're yeah. going through stuff like that in mid-set, like, talking to a whole audience, especially on TV, yeah, no. Yeah, and I had heard somewhere on social media that there was a study that was conducted on politicians, especially the elderly ones. Mm-hmm. It turns out that some politicians are currently taking medication to treat dementia, which is alarming. When you're a politician, you're making decisions that affect an entire country. And if you are not in the right mindset, especially the present mindset, to be critically and cognitively making these decisions, what? Someone can push a nuclear button, bo- um, bo- um, nuclear bomb button any day now. Well, I wouldn't put it to that extreme, but I feel like you know, right. it's. I mean, it's not just Mitch McConnell. Diane Feinstein's another politician in recent news who's also showed cons- health concerns regarding her political position. But if we were to apply age restrictions to politicians, it's not just Republicans. Democrats are too, and that, of course, that does mean. Joe Biden, but that also means Trump to a certain extent, because I believe he's in his 60s, right? I thought he was in his 90s, but okay. Donald Trump? Yeah. Not that old. I mean, he's old, but he's not that old. I'm kidding, but yes. Sorry, I'm just looking it up. He's 77 years old, so yeah, he's still pretty old. He's older than most of them. Yeah, I mean, normally the age requirement for retirement is 65, so... How old is Mitch McConnell? He's 81. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. He's old. But still, it's like he's making these decisions that are harmful to people in our country. And it doesn't look like he's going to be around long enough to see how those decisions affect people. Mm -hmm. Which is even more alarming, in my opinion. But I just wanted to talk about that because it's all over social media. It's all over TikTok and Instagram and all this stuff. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we (coughs) dive in? Well... I know you wanted to talk about the aliens. <laughs> yeah, well, Tom DeLonge has proven something to everyone. You know, for many years, he always 
was kind of part of that, you know, he always believed that aliens have an existence in this world. Um, one of the reasons why he left Blink-182 in 2015, because he wanted to go and find out to see, you know, about more research about aliens and see if they exist. Yeah, and I mean, he's part of an organization, too, that kind of is in support of yeah. the belief that aliens do exist i believe it's called to the stars media right yeah and i always since i was a kid i always believed that they exist i mean i came from a a household that believed that ufos exist you know because my father you know he had tapes and tapes and tapes and used to watch them for hours yeah we we kind of had a discussion about this off record but when we talk about like tom DeLong and the aliens and ufos and stuff i couldn't remember what the other because ufo has been a term that's long been used to describe unidentified flying objects but they've changed it to uaps which i'm not totally familiar with the abbreviation and i know i have the power of the internet in my hand right now but But i'm just looking to see when when they did this so his organization like i said to the stars have been trying to push for federal officials to to admit. To admit the existence of alien life. Something did come out, I believe it was last year, right? They were able to declassify one piece of yeah, information they, from the CIA. Yes, but they just had more information coming out in the last couple of days. Well, yeah, because Congress is now getting involved. Chuck mm-hmm. Schumer, who I believe is our state senator, and a bunch of other politicians are pushing to declassify certain documents that do confirm... The existence and interactions of aliens and humans on this planet. Yeah. And all it so took, it's a very interesting topic of conversation. Yes, and all it took was a legendary pop punker to go to um, the government to prove that the there CIA. is the CIA to prove that there is existence. Yep. And he did it. He did it with he did it with so much compassion and. He, when they finally admitted, he felt like he won. Yeah, like he, I think, he knew it. And I think the only movie, too, we've covered that has any involvement with aliens is the Kids vs. Aliens movie that was released on Shudder mm-hmm. earlier this year. Yeah. It was directed by Jason Eisner, who directs yeah. this other documentary you like called Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It kind of combines two of our favorite things, which is sort of like true crime and wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to put a thread of uh, consciousness in there. Is there anything you want to talk about before we... No, I think we cover those bases right there, but I think we should get into our main segment. Yeah, so if you've been hearing like cards shuffling, I do have a deck of cards in my hand. We're going to play poker. We're not going to play poker. We're going to play Horror Trivial Pursuit, and I don't know which part this is. We've been doing this game for so long now on the podcast, and I just wanted to take a week to decompress and not really have to worry too much about a topic to discuss, because although there are a lot of independent and foreign films we could pick to talk about on the podcast, it's nice to kind of just take a minute to unwind and decompress especially with the podcast episode we had last week that was a lengthy one we haven't done one like that in a while Mm -hmm. so colin decided let's do a game this week and he picked horror trivial pursuit and should we go over the i think everyone knows the ground rules especially if they know trivial pursuit 
Well, Trivial Pursuit, there's two different ways you can play the game. And their version of the game is a little bit more complex. I really don't like the notion of, like, going, not, like, back and forth, but it's, you know... Roll the die to decide a category color. Another player takes the front card and reads you the questions from that category. If you answer correctly, the card goes to the back of the deck. Roll the die again and go for a wedge question, which I don't know what a wedge question is. This time, if you answered the question correctly, keep the card in front of you. To win another card, you must correctly answer a question on a new card and then correctly answer a wedge question on the next card. I find that to be really... Um, Complex? Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> challenge accepted, you know? We're just going to keep it simple. We're right. going to go back and forth and take turns. and That's a little better. Yeah, and like I said, it's a colored die, so purple means monster, blue means gore or disturbing, pink or red means psychological, orange is paranormal, yellow is killer, and green is international. Huh. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun if we just take a week to do a short, simple game. Maybe we'll do two rounds of this if we win. But the objective is to collect six cards. So the first person to get six cards wins. Okay. Sounds good. Do you want to go first? Sure. Blue. All right. Gore and Disgusting. So you pick the card and then you read me the question. Wait, doesn't this have to be flipped No, No, this is the question side. Oh, okay. So blue... Yep, blue. All right, in Green Room, mm-hmm. what is the name of the punk band the protagonist compromise it will comprise? What is the name of the band that yep. is comprised in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I know we watched this movie too, and I never really. You know what's so challenging about? First of all, that is a movie that is produced by A twenty four, which is an independent American production mm-hmm. company, and. It's a movie we watched last year before we moved, and I can only tell you that it's like a punk alternative group. Anton Yelkin plays the guitarist, I believe. Uh, One of the actors from Peaky Blinders is also in the band. Yep. And Patrick Stewart plays the neo-Nazi running the neo-Nazi group in the bar. And he's running the, the venue, too. Yeah, the venue that they play at. I cannot tell you the name. I don't remember the name. Okay, you give up? Yep. All right, the ain't not, uh, the ain't rights. The ain't rights? Yeah. You know, like that ain't right? Oh, God. The ain't rights. The ain't rights. Okay. You you can put this in here since nobody got it. All right, now you roll the dice. No, it's your turn. You roll. Oh, that's right. Yellow. So you got killer. Yay. All right, actually, in Friday the 13th, the movie we recently covered, what character is revealed to be the killer? Uh, Jason Voorhees' mom. What's her name? Um, oh, Angela Voorhees? No. No, Claire. Oh, my God. She is Jason's mom, but what's her name? Wait, what does this start with? It starts with a P. Oh, uh, Pamela. Yeah, there you go. Yay! I'll give you a hint. Score. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're, oh wait, you're, you're, oh wait, you roll. <laughs> now I'm getting confused. Damn it, yeah. Blue again, disgusting and gore. In the fly. Oh, okay. To what giant creature does Veronica dream she gives birth to? A fly. Not a fly. A worm. No. One more. A larva. No, give up. It's a creature, right? Yeah, it's a. A bug. 
Yeah, it's a bug creature, but it's none of those. Is it a roach? No. A centipede? You get three tries. You're rolling out and you're on your fifth try. Fine. What is it? A maggot. A maggot? Yeah. I said a larva. That's kind of the same thing. Wait, larva's a maggot? Yeah, larva's like a form of maggot. Well, no, I had to go for an actual maggot. Fine, I lose. Put the card back in the thing. Well, do you want to take that point? No. Are you sure? Yeah, no. No, because I didn't get the wordage right. I made you. I made you really work for Pamela. So. Yeah. Purple, which is a monster question. Yeah. Oh. What is the ancient Egyptian name of the titular character in the Mummy, 1932? Um, Hemotep. Um, kinda. Imhotep? Imhotep. Yeah! You still got it, though. Yeah. Oh, shit. Almost dropped it. Yellow. So I got a killer question. You ask me. Oh, sorry. Because I whacked my hand underneath you the okay, table. You okay, baby? You okay? Yep. The man's first victim in Hush is Ooh. which of the following? Maddie, Sarah, John, or Max? I believe Maddie's the name of the main character. Yeah, but get you got three tries. So guess... Sarah? Yep, first try. Yep, Sarah was the neighbor. Yep. That, that's a good movie, though. Hush. Do I roll? Or yeah, it's your turn. Purple, another monster question. I ask. Excuse you. Oh, another mummy question. What is the name of the princess of whom Helen is the reincarnation in the mummy? Um, Veronica? No. No, um... Uh... It's a, it's a very specific name. It's not like a common name that you would hear... In most movies. Oh, damn it. I had it a long time ago. What is it? I'm going to try to enunciate so I don't fuck it up, but I know I'm going to fuck it up anyway. Princess Ankh S. N. Amon. Oh. Yeah. Let me see. An Eskamon. Okay. Well, you didn't get it, so put it in the back. Now I got it. I get this point. No? Green. Okay. International. In A Tale of Two Sisters, Ooh. what is the relationship between Enjo and Sumi? What are the names again? Let me see. No. Let me see the names. Enjo and Sumi. <laughs> so, I believe they are stepmother and daughter. Yes. Oh, cool. I haven't even watched this movie yet, but it's been talked about. I'm it's talking. actually uh, the remake. It's called The Uninvited. Yes, I remember that movie. Elizabeth Banks plays the stepmother. Yeah, she's really weird enough. Damn it. Yellow, killer again. Yeah. Oh. It's, I have to ask the question this time. <laughs> what actress portrayed Edwina Lionheart, daughter of Edward Lionheart in Theater of Blood? Wait, who portrayed it? Oh. What, what, which actress? Oh, um... It's a 1973 movie. Have you ever seen Theater of Blood? No. Okay. I'm fogged. Mm. Yeah, you you probably wouldn't know either. No. Do you want to pass? Yeah. It was Diana Ring. Or Rig. Oh, I don't give a shit. I'm dead. Ooh. Oh, shit. It would also help, too, if we watched more movies. But I got yellow again, which is a killer question. What words are tattooed on the right and left hands, respectively, of Reverend Harry Powell in The Night of the Hunter, 1955? You've probably never seen that. I have not seen that. Okay. It's... What words are tattooed on his hands? Yes. Is it love and hate? Yes, actually, respectively. <laughs> I fucking hate you. See, here's the thing. 
Reverend Harry Powell. I've never heard of the character. I've never heard of that movie. But I would assume that that's the most common two words tattooed on Knuckles. You got green, which is international. And in the audition, which was a 1999 film, what is the audition process meant to help... I'm, I'm going to butcher the name. Ioma? I... Aioma? What are you talking about? Ioma... Oh, I don't know. I've never seen the movie. So, in the audition, it's a man trying to find a wife. Wait, have you seen this? I haven't seen it, but it's in a bunch of horror countdowns. So, he tries to find a new wife because his old wife had passed away. And he holds auditions to find the perfect wife. And it takes a horrible twist. I'm not going to reveal what happens, but I do recommend that you watch it. If I don't end up watching any, like, foreign films like The Tale of Two Sisters or Train to Busan, the audition would definitely be a movie that I would watch for the podcast. Okay. All right. So, you didn't get that one. Damn. So far, I've got three cards and you've got two. Okay. Are you trying to compete against me? Again? Green. Okay. I'm not trying to compete, but it's a game, you know? Oh, wait. Who directed the Let the Right One In 2008? 2008? Yeah. Who directed that one? I know Let the Right One In is the Swedish original version of Let Me In. I don't know who directs them, though. All right. Thomas Everson. Thomas Alfredson. That was close. Yeah, I work with somebody named Thomas. Yeah? Yeah. Is he nice? Oh, wait. You rolled. I don't know why I grabbed the dice and rolled for you. You need to stop this. Mm. No, we need to get our shit together. Yellow. Might as well. So, yellow is a killer question. Who directed The House on Sorority Row from 1983, as well as episodes of Lizzie McGuire and Even Stevens? Oh, wait. Uh, Savage Steve Holland? Who? Savage Steve Holland. He actually uh, did some of the uh, movies back in the day in the 80s, like One Crazy Summer, Better Off Dead. He also did Ned's Declassifieds. Stuff like that. Is well, that him or no? Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens were Disney Channel shows. He's actually, Steve Holland actually did a few episodes for Lizzie McGuire as well. But it's not the answer. Okay, well, who is it? Mark Ronson. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I did not know either. I didn't we know both, either. We all learned something new today. Blue, disturbed and disgusting. Who directed the Grindhouse fake trailer for Werewolf Woman in of the SS? Werewolf Woman of the SS? Yeah. Who directed it? Yep. Is it a director I know? Yep. Actually, your favorite director. One of my favorite directors? Yeah, if not your most favorite director. John Carpenter? No. Jordan Peele? No. Ty West? No. Okay, then I give up. Man, you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself for this. Rob Zombie. Oh my god! That's your favorite director. Fuck me! He's my favorite director and my favorite musician. Fuck me. Well, see, I told you. I knew you would do that to yourself. Yeah, do the dishes and bad. Shut up, (laughs) Alright, you got yellow, which is a killer question. What is the color of the reoccurring hooded raincoat worn? By the killer in Alice, Sweet Alice. Oh, what was the what? Let me let me say that again. What is the color of the reoccurring hooded raincoat oh. worn by the killer in Alice, Sweet Alice? Yellow? Yeah, it's a 1976 
movie. And yeah. yes, it is yellow. Yay, because usually that's why I always figure what raincoats are usually are yellow. I've often seen raincoats in red, too. I've seen raincoats in black. Yeah, yellow again. But that's for people who work on docks and shit like that. Yeah, so they can be easily identified. And in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, where did Henry and Otis meet? Why'd you say, oh my god? Because what's his face from Guardians of the Galaxies in it? Yeah. What's his fucking name? I can't remember. Why is it? And, well, no. I'm not talking about names. I know, not name. Where did I don't they know. meet? Where did they meet? The answer in a like a state or a city? No, as, as a place. A place? Yes. Like a restaurant or something or a hotel? No, none of those. I don't know. I've never seen Henry Portrait of Serial Killer. I I know of the case itself. You give up? Yes. Prison. Oh, why does that not surprise me? (laughs) All right, your turn. You got yellow again. Yellow. You know what's funny? For a rainy day, we're having especially all week. It's been rainy. I've been getting a lot of yellow questions, which are killer questions. What character lives at the end of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Henry or Becky? Uh, Henry? Yep. Yes. Poor Becky. I didn't even... I was just guessing. That was actually pretty So you awesome. got four. I got three. I've never watched the movie either. Purple monster questions. About damn time. All right. For what facilities around the world are the characters in Cube named? What facilities are the characters in Cube? Oh wait! Oh, never mind. Oh, I uh, I did the uh, I did the other one. Did a different color. I'm oh sorry. my god! Purple's at the top. Yeah. Oh, okay. What is the name of the pet cat resurrected in Reanimator? I almost thought you were gonna say Pet Cemetery, and I really wished it was Pet Cemetery. What is the name of the pet cat resurrected <laughs> in Reanimator? I don't know. I've never seen Reanimator. What's wrong with you? Anyway, um, are you give up? Yes. Rufus. Okay. What? You Nothing. Up, you upset? Why are you upset? Because you're like Rufus, and I'm like, that's such a stupid name for a cat. But I know it's a common Ooh, name. It's a nomin cat. And it's a common name. Nomin. It's a common name for cats. Are you trying to say common denominator? Like, what the fuck it's, was that? It's a common denominator for cat names. Are you having a joke, too? Yeah, I'm pulling the McConnell right. again. You got pink, red... I don't know. It's like a weird shade of red on this dice, which is psychological. What segment in Dead of Night involved golf? Caddyshack. No. (laughs) Rodney Dangerfield? I'm going to assume that Dead of Night is an anthology. It's a 1945 movie. So what segment in Dead of Night involved golf? This is a very basic answer. Golf clubs? close what golf ball i'm just kidding i don't know the golfer story segment oh shut <laughs> which by the way speaking of the anthologies i started watching body bags last night oh it's my turn no i gotta roll no it's my turn no i have to ask the qu- i have to answer my question you, no, you did didn't answer it you didn't get it no i'm about to no way oh yeah that's right anyway before you interrupted me and try to roll another turn no give me that but I was watching Body Bags the other day, and I stopped halfway through the last segment, so I have to watch it later. Anyway, purple again. I love how you just like throw it in, anyway. like bam. 
What is the name of the pub that protagonist David Kessler visits at the start of the American Werewolf of London? The Slaughtered Lamb. Yes, you got it. I don't even like... Well, I shouldn't say I don't like that you movie. You shut your mouth. There's things I do appreciate about that movie, but it's not my favorite. You shut... No one cares. Oh, speaking of which, did you know they're doing they're doing an event next month at the Little Theater? Uh, they're doing a special screening for Ginger Snaps. And it coincides with a meet and greet event with a writer. So you got purple again, which is a monster question. Such sharp teeth is the name of the book. It's written by Rachel Harrison. She's going to be doing a meet and greet at the Little Theater in August, and I kind of want to go. Yeah. Well, I like Ginger Snaps. It's one of my favorite werewolf films. I'm a girl. Leave me alone. Anyway. What? In the Mummy. What actor played the titular character? Boris Karloff. Yeah. How many is that so far? How, how many do you have? Five. Oh, so you need one more to win. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm done with you. All right. I got green. I have four. I need two more to win. All right. This is four. <laughs> Who directed Black Sunday? Um, Mario Bava. How did you know Yes! That? Fuck! <laughs> How'd you know that? Because I watched the Giallo uh, documentary on Shudder about Italian horror films. All right, and then... Your turn. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought I already rolled. Did you? No, I rolled. You got red, which is psychological. I don't like it. Oh, easy. Who directed the film Get Out? Oh, God. Jordan Peele. Yes. I won! You won. Suck it, Trebek. I was one card away from winning. But do you want to play another round of a different game, or do you want to play another round of this? Play another round of this. Okay. This is fun, I will say. Yeah. I think so. All right, so we're going to do the second round of Horror Trivial Pursuit. Round two. And I had to look back into my episode log. I think... I would say this is part five of Horror Trivial Pursuit. So this is the fifth time we've done this? Sort of. There was one episode where we did horror, or we did Trivial Pursuit, like a double feature. We did Horror Trivial Pursuit, and then we did Night Before Christmas Trivial Pursuit in Mm -hmm. one game, or one episode, maybe. Mm -hmm. We're going to do the game. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Since we're having ladies go first, I'll go first. Purple, which Yay, is the monster I love category. No, oh, I'm reading no, okay. the question. Okay. Who directed 28 Weeks Later? Um, George A. Romero. Nope. Dario Argento. No, you're thinking of Night of the Living Dead. This is yeah. a completely different type of zombie movie. I know. Do I know this director? Nope. Okay, I give up. Juan Carlos. I Fres- know that name. Fresnadillo. Yeah, I know that person. Presnadillo. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I don't know that person. You ruined the joke. Point is, you got it wrong. My turn. <laughs> point is, you got it wrong. Purple again, which is monster. What director made both Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Dirty Harry? The original Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yeah, and Dirty Harry. Oh, God. You David, David Cronenberg? No. Fuck. Huh. Is it a director I know? No. Then I wouldn't know it. Don Siegel. I don't know who that is. Yep. Precisely. Didn't David Cronenberg direct the remake of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers? I don't know. I think so. Or that was a Toby Hooper? I don't know. 
All right, your turn. Maybe. I don't know. I think it was David Cronenberg. Green International. In the opening of Suicide Club, how many school children are in the group of victims at the train station? I feel like we've had this question before. Is it a big number or a little number? It's a pretty big number for a group of school children. 50? Close. Uh, wait. No, I'm not doing this again. Is Colin, it higher or lower? It's higher, but whenever we have a question that involves a number, if Colin's trying to guess, he'll point up or down if it's a higher or lower number. Is I'm it, not doing this again. Is it 55? Close. 60? No. What? You went too high. Oh, uh, 57. No, lower. 56. Lower than 55. I used that higher. All well, right. you've already had your three guesses. It was 54. Anyway. Yellow. In the Nightmare on Elm Street series, Amanda Kruger is what? School teacher, nurse, nun, or police officer? She's a nun. Yep. Yay. <coughs> Ew. <coughs> Gross. You good or are you going to die on me? What are you doing? You're going to freak the dogs out. Wait, you haven't rolled yet. You have to roll. Oh. Blue, which is gore and disgusting. Ooh, in my favorite movie, Trick or Treat, what is the name of the childlike character that appears in all segments? Sam. Yep. Orange, which is paranormal. We haven't gotten one of these questions yet. Oh, my God. My ass hurts. Anyway. Who directed The Conjuring? James Wan. Yeah, you won. <laughs> Speaking of James Wan, they released the Saw 10 trailer today. Yeah. Which is produced mm -hmm. by Lionsgate. I don't know if Lionsgate is represented by AMPTP, but we'll go over first thoughts of the trailer afterwards. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about it because it looks amazing. <sighs> okay. Blue, which is gore and disgusting again. In Final Destination 2... How does death pursue the characters? The order they escape it or the reverse order they escape it? Reverse? Yes. Yes. I did eventually see the first one. I never saw it, so I, I just guessed it. The first one is the order in which they were supposed to die in the right, plane well, explosion. I've never seen the second one, so I don't know what that one's about. Green, international. In what European country is the prestigious... Tons Dance Academy in Suspiria located. In what country or yeah. city? Country. Italy. No. France? No. Germany. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yep, so you only get a half right. I know we've watched Suspiria. I thought it was I, I love Suspiria. I thought because it was directed and produced by Italian directors and producers, I thought that it was well, just Italian. It, I mean Anyway. I get that, but they can do different places besides Italy. Your turn. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Purple, which is monster. Alright. In Nosferatu, what is the name of the sinister vampire of the film? Max Shrek. No, that's the name of the actor. Oh, Nosferatu. No, what's his name? Oh, um... Oh, uh, Count Orlock. Yep. Yay! We each got three now. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> Paranormal. It's the the pentagon. archaeological site in the opening sequence of the Exorcist is located in what Middle Eastern country? Middle Eastern? Isn't yeah. it in Egypt? Well, just say the names. Egypt. No. Iraq. Yes. Did not know that. 
Well, cool. it is, so... Uh-huh. There's also... This week was the release of the trailer for the new Exorcist movie. It's called The Exorcist Believers, I believe. Yeah, Believer. Yeah, Believer. I, it's actually supposed to be a trilogy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right, you go. Green International. After surgery restores her sight in the eye... What is protagonist Mun able to foresee? Oh, what for what movie? It's called The Eye. It was released in 2002. Is that the one with Jessica Alba? It's the original version of the movie that Jessica Alba was in. Mm, So Jessica Alba's version is the American remake. Yeah. She's able to foresee death. Oh, okay, cool. Which is, you know, it seems pretty straightforward considering it's a horror film. (laughs) Purple Monster. I like monster movies. I think why they're do fun. You, why do you say that's so cute? Because I like monster movies. Night of the Living Dead was filmed in what type of monochrome form? Black and white? Yep. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Wait so. a minute. One, two, three, four, five. I got five. I need one more to win. Yeah. You go. If it's... I win, it would be a tie. You got Red. Which I believe is psychological. The last voice Paul Conroy hears on his phone in Buried belongs to who? Wait, what movie? Buried? I'm assuming it's that movie with Ryan Reynolds where he was buried alive in a box. Oh, I... That movie gave me some fucking anxiety. I don't know. Dan Brenner. He was the head of the hostage working group. Oh, cool. That movie gave... Any any sort of movie that involves being underground, like like the movie The Descent, freaks me the fuck out. Your turn. Right. Oh, wait. Yeah, you roll. Sorry. I'm losing track of myself. Lady. Green. What type of supernatural entities are lurking within computer screens in Pulse? What supernatural entities? Yes. In computer screens? Yes. Ghosts? Yes. Oh, that win. You won. Oh, my God. That was the shortest fucking round. You've never won anything. Uh, First of all, I have won stuff. This is just the shortest round of Trivial Pursuit we've played so far. I mean, this is the quickest I've ever seen you do this, but yeah. What'd you think? That was fun. I'd say you don't don't want to do, like, best two out of three or anything, do you? Nah, I'm good. All right. Yeah, I think we both can be winners. All right. Yeah, that's all that matters. It's that we're both winners, and that's what's great. Yeah, and we didn't even place a bet or anything. No, we didn't. We just played as just two people want to just play. Yeah, and it was fun. Yeah. We should definitely do this with more people next time. I would love that. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Just to see how other people react to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to talk about? I know I want to talk about the new Saw Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, the Saw 10 trailer dropped today, and it's pretty interesting. If you remember from our Saw franchise review episodes, it's become one of my new favorites. You good? Yeah. Guzzling down that Capri Sun like Dracula? Yeah. Anyway, the, the Saw franchise has become one of my new favorites. And so, with the Spiral movie, we had assumed that that was going to be the definitive ending of the Saw franchise. And then in the past year, they released the announced, or had announced, that Saw 10 was going to be in production. And people have a lot of mixed opinions about Saw. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. Some people think that the first two are fine. And I do agree. 
you could have ended the franchise after three, but I think that the others, in their own ways, kind of had their own specialty to it. Mm-hmm. And I, with this one, I'm intrigued because it seems like it's going to be another one of those prequel movies, like how we kind of got with Saw 8. And I'm intrigued for a number of reasons. But what did you think? It just seemed like when I saw the Saw 10, it just seemed like a the typical old school Saw scenes that I remember when I first saw it. I feel like it's not quite like the same. Like there is some things about it. Yeah, it's the same. You've got Tobin Bell and at the end of the trailer we do see Amanda in the image mm-hmm. and with her with the same haircut she sported in parts 2 and 3. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like there is more to this, but I'm not quite sure. I just know that to me, it feels like it's a lot more different than the original. It's a prequel. So, it goes back to a time before John Kramer died. Because remember, John Kramer dies at the end of Saw 3. Mm-hmm. And whenever we see him from Saw's, Saw films 4 to Spiral, it's either been in flashbacks or in pictures, but not he's not present. So, it's kind of cool to see him from the very beginning. It's really exciting to see Tobin Bell because his character, I mean, he's a very recognizable person. So whenever I see Tobin Bell in anything outside of Saw, it's very exciting for me because it's like, oh, I've seen him before in Saw. And we get a bunch of different versions of John Kramer over time from the beginning of Saw to even in the flashbacks, he's sort of a different person. But it seems like in this trailer, we get a bit of a timeline where he's been diagnosed with cancer, but he hasn't he hasn't done anything yet. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, he's got the cancer. We think at this point, maybe part one has already come and gone because obviously we see Amanda involvement somehow in this movie. But these people... The people who are his victims in this film have done something terrible to him prior to all of this. So just to kind of give a bit of like a brief synopsis, it seems like these five people who he has trapped in this warehouse that he is live monitoring from another room where they can see him and he can see them. And they all had a part in making him believe that they were able to remove the tumor in his, from his brain that was causing his cancer. And they performed the procedure, but they never actually removed the tumor. And so he was only given, like, months to live, mm-hmm. according to Dr. Gordon from Saw 1. Now, he's got them all trapped in these, like, contraptions. He's got one guy strapped to a wheelchair... And, like, we see Billy the Puppet again in this trailer. We see the, the tape recorders. We see the old TV monitors. So we get a lot of this nostalgia from the previous films. At the same time, seeing a lot of new characters and a new scenario unfolding. And it just seems very intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I like about these Saw films. Is that each group of victims are different and they're all connected to each other. But for the most part, they don't have a connection to John Kramer. The only the only time we've ever seen victims directly connected to John Kramer are Lawrence Gordon, the doctor from part one. The, oh, what do you call it? Oh, I'm trying to remember. 
William Easton from the medical insurance company. We've seen some of John Kramer's earliest victims. Cecil, the man who robbed Jill Tuck's clinic. Mm-hmm. He was a direct connection to John Kramer. And then Logan in part eight, who would go on to be a jigsaw killer later on. But for the most part, most of these victims don't really have any direct connection. They're just either affiliates of people who were prior victims, or these are all people who in one way or another have done a really terrible thing to other people, and John feels like they need to be taught a lesson. Mm -hmm. So this is a very personal scenario, and I'm intrigued to see how he goes about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It, it, you know, kind of actually, I'm not really a big fan of the Saw films, but I think it would be interesting to see what they do with this film. So, yeah, is there it, anything else you'd like to talk about before we close out? Uh, so, Saw 10 comes out on September 29th. I'm very interested to go see it. And I know, like, we talked a bit in last week's episode when it comes to the strike. How do we support the writers and not do anything to promote AMPTP companies. I would try my best to do your research. If there's a movie that you like that you're not 100% sure, was this distributed by a production company? Just do your research. I tend to turn to the internet and see what what is this company? Where are they stationed? Who is involved in it? What movies have they made? What other partnerships are they affiliated with and as far as I know I don't know if Lionsgate is affiliated with AMPTP but I know so far it's okay to keep your streaming services we don't have to boycott streaming services just yet according to the SAG-AFTRA association we don't have to stop going to movie theaters but I feel like as content creators the only thing that we are restricted from doing is doing the works of other writers and actors for AMPTP, which again is called scabbing, and to not boast or promote or to glorify anything put out by AMPTP. So there's all that. Is there anything you want to touch up on before we sign off? I think we got everything for the most part. All right. Yeah. Other than that, we think we should be good for the day. Yeah. This weekend was Midsummer Scream Convention in Long Beach. I know. I saw the video, too. I'm, that, yeah. I'm very sad I didn't get to go. Honey, you're, it's in Long Beach. I know it's in Long Beach. How the hell are you going to get to Long Beach? Fly. Or take a train. I don't care. If I, hadn't, if I had planned out better, I would definitely go to Midsummer Scream. But, unfortunately, a lot happened this year. We had to put our finances into things that it, it just wasn't in the cards this year. But I hope that next year will be great. Thank you for all listening today to our today's podcast. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. And yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode. Mm-hmm. We'll get that up and we'll have you, we'll let you know what we'll be doing. Been a fun Abby Normal podcast. I am your host, Colin. And I'm Aaliyah. Signing off saying, Hi, Booba! As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, or a nice review for our podcast. It helps boost our show positively. You can also follow us on Instagram and now on TikTok.